Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh! Wonderful shot by Lennox Lewis! A right hand by Holyfield! By Buster Douglas! Look at this! He's knocked by Tyson down for the first time in his career! But unfortunately, it'll never happen. Crunch! Punches! And punches! And it's over! I think it's gonna be over. say there seems an element of genuine hate between these two Ambrose. For sure. I don't hate the man. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Greg. You can stop it any time. Castillo's in trouble. Weak steps in and the fight is over. Oh! Welcome back to the Legendary Nights After Show. I'm your host, Sean. As always, joined by Lukey for the final after show of season three. It's quite emotional. I feel quite emotional saying that. It's been a, a long road getting this season done and dusted and putting these after shows together and just genuinely providing this content to everybody listening and you know I think the first thing I want to say is I hope you've enjoyed the after show I hope you've enjoyed the previous nine episodes of this after show and I hope we've give you just some sort of thoughts feelings and opinions and you know we don't generally put any stories together for these after shows it's just all about letting rip and just sort of saying it how we feel about certain characters and the stories and the the way we perceive things and and sometimes just going off into random tangents about different parts of the sport even today and how it compares to some of these but this final episode then is all about Dempsey versus Tony the legacy of this particular fight and obviously the infamous long count fight is something that we're going to be discussing Lukey and I'm really excited to get your thoughts on it really because I think this there's a lot of difference of opinions on on that particular long count fight and, and and even how it sort of compares to some incidents that have happened in modern times but I suppose coming over to you 
first and foremost. Now the dust has settled on this final episode and the tale of Dempsey versus Tunney has been told by ourselves. What are your initial reactions to hearing the story? Were there elements that you didn't know? Were there things that you already knew about these story, these characters? And did you learn anything from it? Well, first off, I'm sad this is the last one, but we'll be back soon enough. Um, I knew about Jack Dempsey, didn't really know a ton, knew he's a legend. And Gene Tunney, all I knew was Chris Algieri, Bob Abram compared him to Gene Tunney at one point during the Manny Pacquiao press conference. It was in San Francisco. I was there live, and I just always remember Gene Tunney compared to Chris Algieri. I only had heard of the long count when doing research for the Deontay Wilder phantom count for Fury. So I kind of came into this very green. And I think the thing that I didn't realize was like, we hear about Al Capone and we never think about how Al Capone actually existed in the world. We think Al Capone mob. I didn't really realize Al Capone was this close to boxing. Like a figure like Al Capone was that accessible at this time. Well, the thing I learned about the Dempsey and Al Capone link actually originally originated for me from watching Boardwalk Empire last year. I binge watched the Boardwalk Empire and there's a couple of scenes where the uh, the person playing Al Capone, Stephen Graham, a really, really good UK-based actor, he comes into it and there's actually a couple of scenes where Jack Dempsey's in the scene where he's sort of sharing the room with Al Capone and, you know, obviously that's a bit more sort of fiction than reality, but when you hear the real stories behind it, then you get to realise how close he was to that sport, how much of an enjoyment he got out of that sport. And and obviously there's, there's a few stories in there related to potential moments where, you know, the fixing that was coming after this point. So when you talk about the Frankie Carbos and the Blinky Palermos of the world, who, who sort of come a little bit later on after Dempsey and Tunney, it starts to make you really think of the origins of the mob and the likes of Arnold Rothstein and Abe Tell as well, you know, all the all these people, all these names that you've heard before, but unless you're sort of into true crime and the mob and the mobsters and that whole mafia background, you don't really sort of understand what these people were all about. And if you do know who they were and who they were all about, I suppose like for me personally, I got a little bit excited in a way i mean it sounds quite sad to say it but i did because i knew all these characters these these humans that had lived and lived in this time and what they did what they were infamous for and and how close they were to the sport of boxing so you know it was quite putting the dots together it was like joining the dots together for me you know when i added a few of these characters into to this story and understanding their links to the sport even though a lot of what i knew about them wasn't even related to the sport it was about all the crimes and organized crimes that they were involved in so it was it was it was mad to think about like the gangsters like al capone who were around at the time who were heavily involved in and wanting to be a part of this sport big time so yeah i i, I think i sort of reiterate you know and and sort of relate to what you're saying really when you talk about your origins of of getting into knowing about Dempsey and Tony and obviously hearing the comparisons in the modern day to Chris Algeria which I thought was when I think about what you've just said there I think that's not too bad of a comparison I think Gene Tony 
for all accounts, was probably a better fighter overall. Um, obviously, completely different weights. I'm not even going to go into that, but I can see where the comparisons are being made in terms of the way they boxed. But this whole tale, this whole overall tale for me was... It was great because I got to learn so much more about both of them. And I think Gene Tunney, for me, I walked away having so much newfound respect for the man because I didn't really know too much about his background. I'd heard a few anecdotes about who he was and what he did, but I never really knew how he came into this sport. I never really knew how he came up in the sport. And I'd heard about the fights, the Dempsey Tunney fights, the long count fight in particular, but I'd never really paid a huge amount of attention to it until doing this particular episode. And when I did this episode with Johnston, the sort of the unraveling of it all was just like, I was like a kid in a, a sweet shop in a candy store. I was like that kid because I was excited to learn all this new information about these fighters their times their issues their their fights it was just fantastic to learn so much more about them which is why me and johnson selected this as the last episode of the season because we felt it was a tale you know of the well-feared arguably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time in jack dempsey and then a man really who doesn't get as well revered in gene tunney and i think that was the whole purpose of of this episode was really to highlight how good Tony was for me and and obviously knowing how good Dempsey already was because he gets spoken about in such high regard it was great to hear how good Gene Tony was and how really looking back on it now he he, he seems to be like the bogeyman for Jack Dempsey yeah I mean it was just you you run into guys who have your number and that's quite simply it just felt like this was a guy who had his number what do you think about this whole long count fight conversation then this is the meat of the episode that i really wanted to get into with you was you know we we talk about the rules of the sport and them being implemented and this is obviously very very early on and prior to that second fight the infamous long count fight the rules are clearly stated by the referee which is why we used them extracts in the episode because we wanted to make it clear and put the context there for people before we then discuss the moment that the knockdown happens so knowing what the rules are today and knowing how they've been implemented in the sport look comparing that to obviously like you said earlier wilder fury what are your initial thoughts on it now well, I mean, uh, the, the first thing I thought of was Ricky Hatton versus Juan Lascano. Juan Lascano being a fighter who lived near me. If I remember that fight, Juan dropped Ricky Hatton and then the referee tied his shoes. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? And I think one of the big things that was interesting to me was how the controversy was made even bigger based on the way boxing matches were distributed. And they were mostly seen in movie theaters but then, like, based on the Jack Johnson fight, they they had special laws about how it could be how it could be seen or how it could be moved across state lines. So it seemed like on top of the act itself, people's perceptions of the they basically went to the worst case scenario as quick as possible because they didn't have the ability to access the fight as quickly as possible. So what you're saying is people will believe in what was being printed what was being put out there by probably a biased media because of how 
this overshadows the fight itself. Obviously, Tony goes on to, to win that fight, but it's that moment, that particular moment, where he gets knocked down, and because Jack Dempsey doesn't go to the neutral corner, which is what the referee mentioned before the fighters go to war, because he doesn't do that straight away, he gives Tony them extra vital seconds. But even still, Tony admitted and was totally honest about the fact that his head was was clear, you know, after after two. So technically, even if he was going off the timekeeper's count, you know, he was around about four or five, maybe six seconds down the line and would have took the eight count and then would have continued on. But he obviously goes and takes the nine, gives himself the time to get his faculties together and makes that right decision. I said in this episode that I think it was Tony's mistake. Tony kind of robbed himself of the fight because, I mean, there's no knowing who would have or what would have happened in the fight should Jack Dempsey have then been able to continue on at an earlier stage. Say where Gene Tony gets gets up a little bit too soon and then maybe Jack Dempsey has the opportunity to, to finish the fight because he was such a great finisher. Nobody really is going to be able to ever know how that really would have gone down. But because of... Jack Dempsey's own mistakes really by not going to the neutral corner he allows Tony to have them extra few seconds because the referee doesn't start the count until he knows that Dempsey's in the neutral corner and they were the rules that were set out prior to the fight and that's the same comparison as to what happened in Wilder versus Fury all the conspiracy theories people stopwatches going and comparing them to the fight and the knockdown and when Tyson Fury actually gets up and when Jack Rice starts the count it is so eerily similar to the story of Dempsey versus Tony, I think it gives a real good comparison and an understanding of, of how Dempsey versus Tony went down. The footage is there though for that, so you can see the footage of Dempsey versus Tony, so you can make your own mind up really. Ultimately, did you think it was within the rules? Did you have any you know, thoughts about it actually being a wrong moment? Do you think Dempsey, you know, should have been given the opportunity to, to sort of finish the fight? Do you think Tony was given too much time? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I'm going to probably sound like the most boring person, but like my thoughts are, it doesn't matter what my thoughts are because it's not what happened. And honestly, the way I live my life is I can't sit and think about what could have happened or what should have happened unless it's a massive civil injustice. This is a sporting event where this is what happened. And I think that, the issue with the long count is it's not un- unlike when like a guy like Aaron Martinez gives Robert Guerrero a tough fight. Right. And I scored the fight for Robert Guerrero. It was six, four, but Guerrero gets dropped and it's a favoritism game. And it's about if a guy is a favorite or people want to see that person win and the underdog starts overachieving or winning the perception of, Oh, I didn't expect this to happen. Sometimes we'll, overtake someone's uh fandom and they'll be like oh that guy won when if you look at it by a round by round system they actually didn't win for me this is one of these things where i think a lot of people that were there live and a lot of people that wrote about it basically said this was too long of a count this shouldn't have happened dempsey would have won and because of that that hurts it it does hurt it and and it does leave that 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 foul stench of controversy around the fight 
But I, I don't feel there is controversy around the fight. Like when we looked into this and we did our research for it and we put the story together, I think it was just pretty obvious for me that Dempsey Dempsey made the mistake. He made the mistake of not following the rules that was set out. And because of that, he, he lost his opportunity to potentially finish the fight and beat Gene Tony and knock him out. No, ne- no, nothing's going to change that now. Like you said earlier, it doesn't matter what your thoughts are because, you know, that's history now. That's been and gone. It's just a really interesting comparison, really, to the modern day incident with Fury and Wilder and, and how that was eerily similar to how this Dempsey Tony fight happened. It's, you know, many, many fights have happened over the last hundred years. And these, it's weird to get these two fights in the heavyweight division that have a very similar, eerily similar controversy that happens in them. And I remember covering the... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fury Wilder fight. And I just remember, like, the controversy, the, 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 the week following it. You know, the different conspiracies around it. The loaded gloves, this and that. And there's so much... So much going on with that first fight between the two of them and the the comparisons of stopwatches and, <laughs> and and even like the referee having to come out and justify what you know what he did in the ring that night because that many people were starting to say it was either a fix or it was just gone. It, it's funny looking back on it now, but the the reason I bring the keep bringing this up is because of how similar it is to Dempsey versus Tony and how wild they're doing his silly little chicken dance around the ring after dropping Fury heavily was his own worst moment because he denied himself the opportunity to finish that fight at the time where Fury was most vulnerable. And then the rest is history. Fury gets up and actually, to me, you know, dominates the rest of the round, which was very surprising to everyone. And that's kind of what happens in the Dempsey Tunney fight. Tunney gets knocked down when he does recover his faculties and there's quite a lot of time left in the round. He actually starts to throw a load of good combinations on Jack Dempsey, but he'd already been beating him in the fight leading up to that moment and he continued to then follow on and finish the fight. So 
with that in mind, it, it doesn't really... I don't really see it as a controversy. I know I've labelled it that, Lukey, but really that's what people have labelled it. That's what the media labelled it years and years ago. I don't see it as a controversy. I see it as a moment where the rules weren't being followed by the man that scored the knockdown. And it's a moment that he could never take back in his career because, you know, should he have had the opportunity to, to carry on the fight when Tony was most vulnerable... Who knows what would have happened? Nothing might have happened. Tony might have continued on and, you know, there'd be no long count controversy, no articles about it, there'd be no podcasts about it. But because it lives in infamy, there's always going to be a conversation around it and people are going to have their own opinions and interpretations of how that went down. But overall, aside from the long count fight, the overall story itself for me was brilliant because it was... You know, the man in Dempsey, who's the star of the sports world at that time, and for Gene Tunney to come along, see them flaws in him and beat him in that first fight and then the second fight, I think was just a brilliant moment in boxing history. But then it led me to think, well, why does Gene Tunney not get the same accolades as a Jack Dempsey or, or anyone that surpassed him? Like, nobody really thinks or talks about Gene Tunney, you know, as the heavyweight champion. Does it, does it make him any much more of a of a great champion because he beats Jack Dempsey twice. I just don't understand why people don't talk about him more. It's a favoritism game. We saw this last week too. It's a favoritism game. People have their favorites and they want to see their favorites win. We're seeing it right now with Anthony Joshua, right? He's not really winning these fights that we really want to see him win outside of the Klitschko fight. But there's more people that are probably going to talk about Joshua's career than Usyk or possibly Fury when it's all said and done. Maybe Fury's gotten to that point, but I'm sure more people are going to talk about Joshua over Usyk in 10 to 20 years. Whether right or wrong, boxing is about favoritism. Favoritism heavily plays into it, doesn't it? It's 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 a, it's a statement that I think is very fair. Like you think of all the great champions of yesteryear, the people that get talked about more than anybody you know when you talk about the heavyweight division you talk about Jack Johnson Jack Dempsey Joe Lewis you talk about Muhammad Ali you talk about Larry Holmes you know all these names that are synonymous with certain eras of time you know even Evander Holyfield Lennox Lewis you know all these names the Klitschko's and then obviously now the modern era the Joshua's the Furies and now Usyk you know there's all these different fighters that are given that favoritism because they have in some way shape or form endeared themselves to the sports writers to the media outlets to the sports world and it's the likes of the the saddlers of the world the tunnies of the world that in their own right are absolutely amazing at what they was able to do in their careers but were just never really given the the right credit and get forgotten about and it's a, it's a sad state of affairs like i know fighters like that have been inducted into the international boxing hall of fame but this was 1990 like you know 32 years ago nobody's really talking about that anymore nobody's thinking about these fighters anymore so this is is why we love to do these stories because we always feel like there is always an underdog in the story and it doesn't necessarily turn out to be the person you expect it to be like you automatically think of an underdog story and Jack Dempsey coming from rags to riches but for me this story really was about 
Gene Tunney's rise to prominence and how he was able to dethrone and beat the great Jack Dempsey. Well, I think the other thing too is like beyond whatever whatever we think about either fighter, the documentation of these fights are black and white fights. How many baseball fans sit and talk about how good Cy Young and Babe Ruth are besides awards that are given out? The documentation of the fight is what creates the longevity. Guys like Willie Mays, as we get older and older, they become an afterthought. Juan Marajal, great, great sporting athletes. It's the nature of sports where we try to preserve our legends, but then at the same time, ultimately, people forget our legends because there's new, vibrant ways to watch the sport that connect with a newer audience. Fights that you and me grew up watching on VX2000s and that looked very state of the art in 2000, 2002. There's kids out there that won't watch those fights because they're not HD. That's how much the world has changed in 20 years. So now imagine trying to explain Gene Tunney and, and uh, Jack Dempsey to a slew of, we'll say middle-aged men who maybe don't even watch black and white movies, let alone want to see a fight and understand the historical implication of it. You know, the comparison I can make that you're alluding to there is there's been a few videos I've seen over probably a period of like four or five months going through social media myself is like where they do these sort of like tests, not tests, but you know, like these videos of kids that are like 14, 15 now, and they're turning on a PC from 1996. And like, <laughs> like where's the Wi-Fi? What is this? What What is this operating system you're running on? How do you get connected to the internet? How long does it take to connect to the internet? You know, the, the fact that technology was so much different, even just 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and the generation that we live in now are so, they've got so much for them so much technology so much accessible ways of being able to tune into sports in general but not just sports boxing boxing in particular has i think gained a a lot of great historians that have come along people that really love the sport that much that because it's so accessible now in in a lot of ways and some of the footage and you know for all the, what YouTube brings to the table, as in like the YouTubers and that generation of, of children at six years old earning more than I'll ever learn in my lifetime twice over, it also has presented a platform which has allowed genuine fans of the sport to upload these videos and not a lot of them from yesteryear are, are in hd and they never you're never going to get them in 4k you get the odd person who's a who's a whiz with video technology who can upscale the these videos into better quality but you, you get a lot of really good old fights put on there you get a lot of this stuff out there and you know if you think about so when we were younger we would never have any type of access to this you know the only way we could do it was by would be by going to the the public library and looking at books and you know scrolling through the newspaper articles with pictures of fights in we'd never get this sort of access because it'd be holed up somewhere on a film reel and the beauty of today is obviously that that is out there now for people to be able to see it so the reason and the point i'm getting at is is like you say accessibility and how the world has changed it does make people a certain way in terms of how they view things or 
the minimum benchmark for how they view things now. So the types of fights that me and Johnston like looking at and like we do the research on, there's not a cat in hell's chance you would see someone who's just coming into the sport of boxing unless they're an absolute avid avid hardcore fan there's no way they'd want to tune into them they'd want they won't want to watch them because sometimes they're not very the quality's not very good so they're not going to sit there and go i'm not going to watch that fight i'm not interested it's not hd it's not 4k it's not ultra hd it's not nothing i'm not even going to bother with that and then what happens is people like gene tunney get forgotten about people like sandy sadler get forgotten about because they're not as revered as their opponents because of how they were idolized and how social media has allowed only certain boxers throughout history to be idolized because once one person gets on it the rest of them follow suit and that's where the guys like gene tony get forgotten about i think that what sums this up the best is like the content i look at for boxing is either breakdowns of in-ring action or like lists of who are the best fighters so i can think and have intellectual conversations about it or go back in time and hear your programs around the significance of certain things that happen in boxing. There's a whole world of boxing that does fake boxing business hour and power dynamics. That's a whole conversation that is like really successful on YouTube. Like the algorithm actually seemingly rewards just kind of playing chatty patty and just saying hypothetical things. There's a large consumer base for that. And I think one issue is how do you find a way to make a Gene Tunney or a Jack Dempsey a YouTube SEO darling where the search engine actually rewards you for having these type of videos and this type of content? How do you derive more viewership from that? And I think that's also a, mo- a modern problem is the way we're experiencing fighters is based on how the advertising dollars will feed the company that produces the content and because of, because people haven't solved that equation, it's easier to do a story on someone that you know is going to get X amount of hits. And that's a very, very good way of explaining how the hell the algorithms on YouTube work for anybody listening that is the problem as a podcast that that sometimes we've had like we put all our audio onto youtube and it's strange because youtube is is video really you want to be watching videos on there we just stick our audio up there so there's always a place for it no matter what happens in the future you know there's always a place for it then on on youtube and like some of the videos get like thousands and thousands of hits and then some of them like the big stories, the ones where we kind of anticipate may do really, really well, don't do as well. And it's, it is all down to them algorithms, them SEOs, and the, the sort of things people are searching for, the demographics. It all does boil down to that. And I know it sounds very sort of off-tangent where we're going with this conversation, but it's not. It, it really is related to the fact that what comes out of it all is certain fighters get forgotten about. And what we've always said, and I pretty much say it every episode is like i like to bring a lot of these stories back to life again for people that are listening to then go out there and actually do their own research or watch the videos that are accessible to them and it's great because there's a few guys that do contact us and say do you know what i didn't know about this or i've not watched this fight and now i've gone and watched the series of fights and i've really enjoyed it and you know that little sort of win moment for us as podcasters is fantastic because then it's it's opened another person's eyes to 
you know, a fighter that's been forgotten about or a series of fights that have been forgotten about. And, you know, I know it's not going to be like a uh, a life sort of changing or a generation changing thing that, that, that we do, but even if it only affects a handful of people in a positive way, then I'm more than happy. And I'm happy that people then get to hear about these great fighters like Dempsey and Tony and Pep and Sadler and obviously Chacon and Limon and, you know, all the fighters that are not the household marquee names in this day and age, not like the Durans, the Leonards, the Hagglers, you know, all these names that, that sort of have stood the test of time. These names are now being brought back to life in some way, shape or form by ourselves so that's been the whole purpose of us doing a lot of these older stories and why when we do the after shows we do I do a lot of ranting about it because it, it, it is so I'm so passionate about this sport and about the history of it and I, and I feel like you know we shouldn't get lost and we shouldn't forget about it and it should be preserved in some way shape or form so I suppose Luke just coming to the end of the show you know now you've had time to listen to my thoughts feelings and opinions on it and you've listened to the episode and what i'm looking for for our listeners is a summary on dempsey versus tunny i think that that you gave me the hardest thing to summarize because it's it's a series of fights that are legendary that i think are overshadowed by one moment where no one really did anything wrong it was just an uh uh-oh moment and that whole that whole long count overshadows kind of their great bouts that they had and both fighters are kind of legendary fighters who were there kind of stood in the realm of great heavyweights before we found the truly great heavyweight in the modern era i think you did a good job of summarizing that to be honest with you i think it it, i don't think there's too much more i can add to that well that will actually provide any type of credibility Uh, i'm just going to reiterate the fact that i thoroughly enjoyed doing the Dempsey versus Tony story and of course having this this conversation about it in the aftermath of the story being released this week so it's a great story and I implore people to share it with people share it with your friends that are boxing fans let them listen to this season of Legendary Nights and the previous two and let them hear some of the episodes that we've done on all the great fights and all the great stories that we've covered over the years and we are really, really thankful for everybody that has been listening to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the main show. And of course, this after show. Thank you for everybody that's been listening to this after show. We really, truly appreciate the time that you spend listening to us, having a little bit of a rabbit on these after shows. But I'm glad that you're enjoying it. If you're not, then obviously let us know and we'll try our best to make it as good as possible. But so far, everybody's really enjoying it so thank you again as always and if you've enjoyed listening to the overall season please do let us know on social at legend night pod on twitter and you can find us at btr boxing podcast network on facebook instagram and youtube if you've not subscribed to us on a podcasting app you can do that on apple spotify google or wherever you get your podcasts and that's it for this season's after show i'm signing off with a big thank you luke a big thank you to you for covering it and it's been a pleasure as always can't wait till we pick up on the next season
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.